Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Friday. It is the 15th of September. This is here first from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The Iowa DCI says the Algona police officer shot Wednesday has died. DCI Assistant Director Mitch Mordvit says 33-year-old officer Kevin Cram was trying to arrest a man on a warrant around 8 p.m. that day. Officer Cram was in the 1100 block of South Minnesota Street in Algona when he observed Kyle Rickey, age 43. After advising Rickey he was going to be placed under arrest, Rickey shot Officer Cram. Cram was taken to Kasuth Regional Health Center where he died. Mortvent says Ricky was arrested after a blue alert was sent out to surrounding law enforcement, indicating a police officer had been shot. Ricky was captured without incident overnight near Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. Mortvent says Cram was a 10-year veteran of the Iowa law enforcement, serving on the Nora Springs Police Department before joining the Algona Police Department in 2015. Governor Kim Reynolds has ordered all flags in Iowa to be lowered to half-staff from sunrise to sunset today. A jury has found an Iowa teenager guilty of second-degree murder and voluntary manslaughter in the deaths of two students that he shot at a Des Moines alternative school earlier this year. Jurors yesterday found 19-year-old Preston Walls guilty of two counts of first-degree murder in the deaths of 18-year-old Gianni Damron and 16-year-old Rashad Carr at the Starts Right Here program on January 23rd. Walls also was found guilty of willful injury, causing serious injury for his shooting of Will Keeps, a former Chicago gang member and rapper who started the Des Moines program for at-risk teens. Starts right here, reopened with several weeks of the shooting, and Keeps returned despite lingering injuries. That was within several weeks, that is. The Inflation Reduction Act is putting $1.5 billion towards planting and maintaining trees across the country. The Secretary of Agriculture was in Cedar Rapids yesterday to announce the funding. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith has the details. In 2020, downed trees clogged the streets of Cedar Rapids. In the end, around two-thirds of the city's canopy was lost. U.S. Secretary of Agriculture and former Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack joined city officials to announce $6 million in federal funding for its reforestation plan. Cedar Rapids consistently figures out a way to commit itself to community consistently looks for the opportunity to rebuild into a better community, a stronger community. The USDA's Forest Service Grant Program awarded $1 billion to 385 applicants. The funding is meant to increase the tree canopy of cities and expand access to parks. It aims to reduce temperatures in urban areas and to promote better air quality. A former federal administrator for pipeline safety says Summit Carbon Solutions should not be delayed while regulators develop new rules for projects like it. The Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration is revising carbon pipeline regulations following a rupture in Mississippi in 2020 that sent dozens of people to the hospital. Opponents have called for a moratorium on carbon pipeline projects until the new rules are announced. Brigham McCown, testifying on behalf of Summit, told the Iowa Utilities Board he expects regulators to make changes that could take effect even after the pipeline is built. All it is going to do is update emergency response and other operational aspects, which all operators retroactively have to apply. It 
does not do a thing with the actual metal of the pipe. The IUB is wrapping up the fourth week of testimony over the proposed route of the Summit pipeline. The hearing has continued even as regulators in North and South Dakota have denied Summit's initial applications for the project. And the new drought monitor shows the same old story for Iowa. The drought conditions are not getting better. This is Here First from IPR News. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. A dedication ceremony is taking place today for a new international art display in Storm Lake. A team of artists from Mexico has created a colorful mural in the city's downtown. IPR's Sheila Brummer reports the artwork uses dozens of butterflies to celebrate the community's diversity. A crew of creators cut tile, mix up plaster, and place piece by piece of a mosaic masterpiece. I am Mari Carmen Olvera Trejo. I am from Zacatlán, Puebla, Mexico. Mary Carmen leads a team of three other artists. Gael Garcia, Erika Berra, and Osvaldo Olvera. They traveled about 1,800 miles to Storm Lake to collaborate with local volunteers, including students from Buena Vista University Spanish classes. Freshman Gabrielle Rodriguez describes the physical like appearance of the mural. And you can see like the different color, like the trees, and then you know you see the path right there, and then you see the grass, you see the water, and you just see like more butterflies. So just butterflies everywhere. Sixty-three butterflies in all represent the nationalities of people now living in Storm Lake. The monarch butterflies means that the migration of the people. The Witter Art Gallery helped facilitate the project and third trip for the artists in the past year and a half. They also created artwork for the gallery and a virgin of Guadalupe for St. Mary's Church. I believe very strongly that public art has power and it can be a, a way for community to come together. That's Art Gallery board member Patricia Hampton, who says Mary Carmen came up with the idea several years ago to fill her hometown in Mexico with murals. This attracted tourists from around the world. One man from California who happened to travel through Storm Lake told local leaders about the traditional art form and helped with funding. We really want the project to continue. We want to bring the same group back to do additional murals possibly one every summer. This community is special. One person most excited about the butterfly background is Salvino Morales, who owns Valentina's Market near Lake Avenue. His business serves as a backdrop for the large-scale 20 by 8 foot design. The working together, hands to hands. Morales's own immigrant story started in Mexico more than a half century ago, when he migrated to California as a teen, Iowa as a young man, and then Storm Lake. He sells meats, produce, and ethnic food with a smile and tireless work ethic. Working hard every day, and this is a family family business that serves for the community. Morales credits Storm Lake with giving his four children a strong education, stability, and now a new landmark featuring the moving monarchs. Fly for support of the family, fly for the better life. And I was able to just put my butterfly kind of like at the top up there. Student Gabrielle Rodriguez also sees a deeper meaning in the mural. My mom kind of took us out of Texas 
all the violence. It just wasn't good. Rodriguez ended up in Sheldon a dozen years ago, where as a teen, she worked long hours to help her mother and sisters get by. I grew up really fast. You know, I kind of went through a lot of things in my life. So butterflies, you know, become as a caterpillar and you just express your wings and you become a new person. Together, Rodriguez and others in Storm Lake help the artists build a purposeful picture. A picture on a wall that breaks down barriers and brings more than beauty to a community. In Storm Lake, I'm Sheila Brummer, IPR News. This is here first from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters.